Pods, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Producer Babyface Joel Solomon is with me, Spaghetti Meatballs behind the glass. And joining me, as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren the Parlay Kid. What is going on, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's shaking, Sal? What's going on, buddy? You guys can check out these guys every single day on extrapoints.com. They give out free picks, but that's not where the free stuff ends. Free stuff, extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have a prop culture Emmy edition. The Emmys are Sunday. We're going to have a 10-question quiz for you. Who's last in the uh, in memoriam? Very sad. It could be the great Norm MacDonald. Could be others. So many. Charles Grodin. So many out there. Uh, NFL pick em contest, extra points. Prop quiz, check it out. Lots of stuff, lots of free prizes. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Ask Sergio Gomez and Reed Anderson. They were tied for first in the pick'em contest this week. Good job by you. And right now, we are going to pick one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're going to pick 12 games, eight pro, four college. I don't know if you're up for it, Harry. Are you up for it? I'm all I'm always up for 12 team parlays. Okay. I mean, you're wearing the same shirt as you were yesterday, but I, I don't know what that means. Let's start Jeez. with you, Harry. Let's wake Harry up a little. 49ers minus three and a half at the Eagles. 49 and a half is the over-under. And I came on here. I said Monday I, I I didn't trust the way the Eagles looked. In a in a Cowboys fan way, I didn't trust it. They just look fast. The Hurts seems to make good decisions. They seem ready for the season. That new coach had them ready for sure. Um I'm taking them plus three and a half. There's always a surprise 2-0 and o team, right? There's always a surprise, couple of surprise 0-2 teams. There are eight teams that could go 0-2 that made the playoffs last year. 49ers are not one of them. They took care of business against a feisty Lions team who came back. And now they go to Philadelphia, cross country, fly to Philly. Tough environment to play. Philly's covered each of its last five games as a home underdog. Kyle Shanahan, on the other hand, 7-17-2 against the number as a favorite in the regular season, including one eight and one against the spread as a favorite of at least seven points. That's not the case here, but I'm taking Philadelphia. Harry, you are going the other way. You say the Niners write the ship, write the Philly ship and point it in the direction that a team that's 33 million in dead cap money should be going. And that's South. Yeah. When you're in the NFC West, you can't blow games like this. I know they blew San Francisco blew the cover last week, which which was brutal against Detroit. But I don't think that's going to happen here on Sunday. Jimmy G was very efficient in seventeen to twenty five at over three hundred yards against the Lions. Debo Samuel went nuts with one hundred eighty nine yards, nine catches. He scored. Samuel and Kittle both t- averaged twenty yards per catch against Detroit. Now I'll be honest, I, I watched uh, where I watched the game, the the Atlanta um, Philadelphia game in San Diego next to three Philadelphia Eagle fans. So I was focused in on that game as they were cheering like crazy and Hertz looked amazing. He really did, but I don't see it happening again against the San Francisco defense, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlawn, 17 tackles combined last week. They had a pick and a touchdown return. Greenlawn did. I think just over, like I said, NFC West, everyone's one to know. Everyone has to stay on pace. They get it done against Philly, who still, I don't think, it's just one game against Atlanta who couldn't move the ball for anything. Atlanta, again, same old story, couldn't run the ball, tried to pass, and Philly was on them, but not this week. San Fran's too good. Well, and also, 
Philadelphia has to keep pace with the NFC East. They have to keep losing so that everyone could say, oh, the team from sure. this division is going to win it with six wins. They're going to go six and 11. So, all right, the Eagles, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. The Niners cover, but I'm liking the Eagles plus three and a half. I think a close game in Philadelphia. Brother Brian, let's go to you and your Raiders pulled off a stunner and a, a stumper Monday night. Like, I don't know. I still don't know what I saw. This is many, many hours later, three <laughs> days later. That overtime, take take us through what you would think with that overtime, first of all, against the Ravens. First of all, down 14, nothing. Nice comeback. They tie it. Um, it goes to OT. Shouldn't have gone to OT, but goes to OT. And then you go down the field and you got the ball first and goal at the four-inch line. And a and yeah. a false start penalty. What am I missing here? And, and then they turn well, it they over. Tried, they tried to sneak it in first. Right. Carr couldn't get in, although who knows? He could have got in. And then, uh, yeah, then they false start. And then uh, then they decide to put in Willie Sneed for, like, the first time in the game, basically. Hits him. Goes right through his hands. I mean, it's a little high. The pass goes through his hands. Hits the Ravens uh, D back in the helmet. And then it gets picked off. But I will tell you guys, if they lost that game because of that, I probably would not have been on the pod this week. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you would have taken off, yourself. I would have taken off like three weeks of work. If we lost in regulation, fine. But if we lost in that overtime, oh man, it was, was going to What's be the live line first and goal at the three-inch line in overtime? <laughs> what, well, like, what what's it for every team? What's it for the Raiders? The Raiders is yeah, a different line. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Even odds? For, yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> somewhere in there. All well, right, especially because, I mean, we're celebrating. The thing is, we're celebrating on the field. Right. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're shaking hands with the other team. Like the game's over. So you knew it wasn't over there. Eli's taking his headset off. He had had enough. He's like, I don't understand. I didn't think we had to actually, people actually announce an overtime too. I want to go home. Peyton could have done a thousand overtimes. <laughs> he didn't give a crap. Meanwhile, your Raiders go cross country to Pittsburgh, who took care of business against Buffalo. Big win. Minus five and a half. I think it's a little steep. I think you agree with me. I like the guttiness shown by the Raiders. I don't understand what that. Happened down the stretch. Um, Waller is now, not just now, he's like one of the best threats and biggest threats in the league. I put two, three guys on that guy. And still not sold on the Steelers' offense. The defense will make some plays. They're going to get Carr a tough time. But this could be like 27-23 type game, 27-24. I like taking the five and a half points. Keep in mind, I have six teams in the West. Don't worry about which ones. <laughs> going to the playoffs in the NFC and AFC West Raiders. I have as one of them, but I like the Raiders plus the points Pittsburgh. zero and three against the number in their last three as a favorite. Take it away, Bri. You're with right, me. Yeah. You weren't with me right, last yeah. week. You like them this week. I like them. Uh, I like them plus. Well, I did like them. I, I liked them the cover. I didn't think they'd win that game, but I, I like, right. you got to listen to me here. Five and a half. Uh, I like that number, but it's a weird game. Every time they play. Yes. Sure Damashek talks about it too, probably, but, would you all agree the Raiders have really sucked since 2006, right? And the Steelers have been really good, right? You'd all agree on that. Mm -hmm. Now, in their last seven meetings starting in 2006, the Raiders are 5-2 and two against the Steelers in those games. Mm. So 5-2 and two in those games. And one of those losses was, was by three points. So only once did they get beat up. Now, I know it's a short week for the Raiders traveling for a 1 o'clock game, which always seems to happen. So dumb. Mm -hmm. uh, thank, thanks, NFL. Um, I did think the Steelers were going to be good this year, but I think week one may be a little bit of an overreaction. Now, the Raiders are going to find some ways to score. They're going to put up some points against the Steelers. Steelers, for as good as the Steelers' defenses are, or are they, Raiders are going to score. But I will say, 
one reason I'm optimistic here is that this is the that was the best I've seen the Raiders defense play um, since Mac was here. Everyone but our linebackers played well. Um, Hayward was good and Gakwe was good early on until he got hurt. Crosby looked like a young JJ Watt out Player there. Player of the week, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, he was phenomenal. Um, every play, every play, he was, he was, he was uh, making something happen. So that's what shocked me a little bit, especially the way that game started out. So I, I think five and a half again. Uh, five and a half here seems too much. Not saying they're going to win this game, but uh, it's too much here All right. in this I'm weird a, series. I'm an underdog guy this year. I think parlay kid. I'm going uh, Eagles plus three and a half, and now I like the Raiders plus five and a half. Dogs were good last week. What were they? Eleven and uh 11 and 6 is that what it was for underdogs it was something, something like that 11 and 5 11 you count and five. the month if you 12, count the thursday was it, game was it 11 and 5 or 12 and 4 uh, well the, oh yeah right yeah it wouldn't be 12 yeah i added a game i added a, a game Two to teams. the regular, the first season. <laughs> yeah. i don't think i could do that yeah i think it was 11 and 5 is right taking okay. the underdogs meanwhile i'm going to have a monster money line parlay i know i am on tampa bay green bay and uh, who's the other team? Cleveland that needs to win. I know it. it's going to be minus one thirty. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take it. But for uh, you know, for shits and giggles, let's take underdogs in these uh, this analysis. Parlay kid Bills at the Dolphins. All right, this is one where I won't take the underdog. I think uh, of course nothing's a must win, but you don't want to lose. Well, you don't want the Dolphins to have two division wins, right? Bills minus three and a half, forty-seven right. and a half is the over under. It's in Miami right now. Josh Allen, 11-4-1 against the spread on the road in his career. Sluggish start against the Steelers, but the Steelers' defense just might be that good. I know that goes contrary to my Raiders pick, but uh, the Dolphins found a rookie quarterback, not getting that luxury this year, um, uh, this week rather. You know, you, you may need 33-34 to beat them. I don't think they get it. I think Bills get 33, and I think the Dolphins get 24 Give me Bills minus three and a half. What do you say, PK? Hmm. What do I say? First, I'm I'm stunned. I, Sal Charles Grodin died. When did that happen? What? Oh, you that didn't was know that? Charles that was, Grodin. Didn't you just say ago. that before? I, that I did say it. That yeah, was he months did. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, months ago. You know, I, uh, wow. Frank, I Frank probably said something years I, I, ago. That's <laughs> what I, I rely on Frank for that stuff. And, Our um, friend Frank usually delivers this. You terrible know, Midnight news, Run, but... Sal, is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I love time. it. So, I know it. Um, I, I can't and believe Cl I missed Clifford's one of my favorite. Mine too. I, <laughs> I re Rest in peace, Charles Grodin. He, what a, what a, uh, <laughs> See, we're a little behind there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't Charles believe Grodin. it. That's months ago. May? All right. Bet him on extrapoints.com it's not like uh, Darren, arcade Darren it's not like he was 39 or anything no it's all I right know. Harry it's all right we'll, we'll be sad when you go too. 86 <laughs> he was 86 yeah, yeah. okay well you know Gosh. about Alex Trebek right Parley kid that's great that's all right. nuts wow all right, well, we'll figure it out but you anyway, like Sal, yeah uh that does that, that was disappointing <laughs> news to me I was kind of taken <laughs> off uh taken aback by that but Bill's minus three and a half okay. so they're four and one in their last five uh road games against the spread do we not remember week 17 last year against the Dolphins and Crushed the game them. the Dolphins kind of had to have? The Bills and the Bills just didn't need it. Right. Yeah. Right. And they just steamrolled them. They, it wasn't even uh, 56 to 26. It was a blowout. Don't be fooled by that Patriots-Dolphins game. I think the Pats were the better team in that game. Dolphins had a great first drive. A couple big fumbles there by the Pats. Mac Jones had a very solid game. His numbers were very good. 
but they never really tested the Dolphins deep in that second. They didn't really stretch the field ever too much, which the Pats really don't do anyway. That's not going to be the case with this Bills team. The Bills, there was a strange game against the Steelers, Sal. They ran 24 more plays than the Steelers did in that game, had Mm. 120 more yards than them. You take away that block punt, they probably win this game, the Bills. So don't, and, they, and it wasn't even anywhere near, uh, you know, they, they played a less than mediocre game and they still could have won it. The Bills are not going to be 0-2. They cover this game by All right. I, I'm 10 plus points against the Dolphins. They win pretty big here, Sal. I like it too. All right, now I'm taking another favorite here. Chiefs and Ravens. But first, I should mention FanDuel. Yes, the NFL's back. FanDuel Sportsbook has it, makes it even bigger because they're giving new customers 30 to 1 odds on either team to win in the Chiefs Ravens game. My goodness. You can end the weekend right by winning $150 on a $5 bet. Beautiful, easy to use, safe, secure, fast payouts. FanDuel is sports bet made simple in there. Always hooking you up with great offers. Plus, when you win, you get paid in as little as 24 hours. See for yourself. Why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just sign up with promo code against all odds this Sunday before the Chiefs take on the Ravens. You can win 150 on a $5 bet. Use promo code against all odds exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and over. Present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Virginia. $10 first deposit required. You must wager in a designated offer market. Maximum bonus of $150. See full terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. It's 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. And the TN Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Let's hit this game. Chiefs, I'm laying a three and a half. Kansas City 19 and nine against the number in September under Andy Reid. 11 and three against the number since 2017 and eight and three against the spread with Patrick Mahomes starting. This is in September. This is it. I know people got mad November, December. They weren't really covering. It wasn't fun. Patrick Mahomes himself is 16, eight and one against the spread on the road. In his career, I don't know. I have them. There's a bet. What did I say, spaghetti and meatballs? I said it on uh, extra points today. Was it 23 or 32 to 1? It was 32 to 1 that the Chiefs don't lose until week 10 against your Raiders, Brother Bry. And believe me, they have a tough road ahead uh, if they're going to do that. But there's always a team that's 9 and 0, right? You look at the Steelers' schedule, you didn't think they'd go 11 and 0 last year. No way. I just think the Chiefs have it all back. And uh, a lot of these teams and the Ravens are in for a world of hurt. Derek Carr threw, what, 15 passes behind the receiver last week? You know Mahomes isn't going to do that. And the Ravens go to 0-2. Harry, you see a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I do. I got over 55 here. It's the Sunday night game. Who wants to see under in this game? Nobody. I mean, both teams had crazy games. You guys just mentioned <laughs> the Baltimore uh, Raider game. Insane. 60 points there. Kansas City, their game against Cleveland, 62 points. The last two times Kansas City played Baltimore, they've scored 34 and 33. Um, Baltimore's defense was uh, atrocious. 
uh, against the Raiders. 491 total yards are last in the league right now in defense, Baltimore. Uh, so, and Carr had 409 yards passing. I'm going to go over 55 on Sunday night. There you go. And he adjusted it on our same game parlay to over 59. Lots of fun to do that. All right, Brother Bry, now Simmons and I on Guess the Lines. I said three and a half with Patriots Jets. He's like, ah, Patriots minus nine. And we <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed. And not that he's getting the last laugh, but it has moved to minus five and a half. At the Jets, at MetLife, 42 and a half is the over-under. I'm taking the underdog Jets, plus five and a half. I'm doing it, Bryce. Sorry, New England's failed to cover in five of its last six as a favorite. The Jets have somehow, as miserable as they are, covered four of his last five as a home underdog. And guess what? It's still rookie quarterback against rookie quarterback. I get it. Becton's out, probably their best player. Not good news for the Jets. I still think five and a half is a lot. It could be a miserable game. Um, Zach Wilson, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say who's better between Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, but give me the five and a half in a game between two rookie quarterbacks. Belichick doesn't have to win this game by 30. They do probably need to win to get back on track. I think it's close. Give me the five and a half. Brother Brian, you disagree. Well, I, I do think this line might be a little bit too high. Five and a half might be a little bit too high. But the Pats have won 10 straight in the series, and only two of those games were close. I, I think the Pats didn't cover a lot of those probably because they were 20-point favorites on a lot of them. But Yeah, a lot I of think Tom Bel Brady stuff in there. Yeah, Belichick must be fuming after losing week one. He's had a history of winning Super Bowls even after, after losing week ones. I think he won three after losing uh, week one. Um, I thought Wilson... Look phenomenal in the second half against the Panthers. Um, but this defense to me, I, I don't know. I, this defense for the, the Pats are going to make things difficult for them. That game really wasn't, you know, they made that close at the end, or at least it seemed like it was close. But that game was kind of, that game was kind of out of reach. And it, mm -hmm. it, it was one more play away from being a blowout for, for the Panthers the other day. Um, again, I, I love Wilson a lot here, but I, I do think this is more like it's, seven to 10 point, you know, 24, 14 type win here for the Pats, but I, I'll lay the minus five and a half. Zach Wilson went out there, uh, laid an egg against Carolina. And as a result, Harry has to wear a Sam Darnold. He has to wear a, Oh, uh, what do we say you're wearing? I well, you're making a video on one of your daily picks on extrapoints.com. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be topless except for a ghost, um, but basically headdress, right? Sure. And, uh, and you're going to give your pick in the middle of the mall while, um, can walk circles around you, right? Is so. that what's going on? Yeah, okay. I, I would say that. I wouldn't say that. Uh, I wouldn't say that Wilson was. Uh, would you say he was uh, awful? Is that what you, he had more touchdowns. No, I said he let it let it get. Let what, what? He had more touchdowns passing than Darnold, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right. Yeah, well, whatever. you can mention that while you're uh, naked and nude in the mall. Okay. Maybe, right. Maybe it's coming coming yeah. coming to a mall soon. Coming to there a mall. you go. Maybe someone will uh, run out of Wetzel's pretzels and, and give you a smock <laughs> or something. <laughs> Show mercy on the rest of the rest of the shoppers. All right, Parley kid. I didn't want to get to this, but I'm not loving this game. Chargers, it's in LA here. I thought Dallas would be a one-point favorite because they kind of need it more. Although when you're in the AFC West competing with the Chiefs, I guess the Chargers need every single game. But it's ballooned to the Chargers minus three. 55 and a half is the overrun. There's gonna be 70% Dallas jerseys there. At least I would say. I'm taking our team, Parley kid. Dak. 14-8-1 against the spread as a road underdog in his career. Meanwhile, the Chargers 5-14-1 against the spread as a home favorite, if you call that home. 
since the start of 2018. I know these are different teams. Uh, I saw what I needed to out of Dak, right? They pinned them deep on the first drive at the two-yard line. I'm like, all right, we're going to learn a lot. And we did. We learned a ton about Dak Prescott. He's ready. Maybe Zeke isn't ready. What did he say today, Zeke? He said, anyone who doesn't watch the blocking, he, he thinks he had a good game, Paul. Kid. Did you see what he said? He's like, I was blocking most of the game. He did a good job blocking. He says, anyone who doesn't see that uh, needs to learn more about the game. What was it? It was something crazy like that. I don't know. I don't know. I well, feel like they're paying him a lot of money to put up. Well, more than yeah. Like I mean, then you might as well just yeah. put another lineman in the backfield then if you want to, right. to block all the time. So I don't mind that uh, idea. That being I said, I, I did read uh, that Dak checked out of about 14 other runs that were designed for Zeke, but mm. uh, Dak checked out. So good for Dak for uh, really taking charge. And like you said, he he was really good. Uh, mm. We saw everything we needed to see. I just can't after reading the uh, the Lawrence injury uh, thing yeah. here about it. I just can't bring myself to take the Cowboys in this game. I just, uh, you know, Collins is out now on the line. They just can't seem to ever get these guys all playing together at once. Right. Gallup gets hurt. I think I think Cedric Wilson can be an adequate replacement for him, but still. Big loss for the Cowboys. Gregory looks like he's not playing this week. Now, Lawrence, I just don't see without Gregory and Lawrence, how are we pressuring the quarterback here mm -hmm. uh, of, of Herbert? Herbert's very good. He's got a ton of weapons. I just, I'm just i going to take the over. All right, I'm just going to say it's over 55.5 at minus 105. I think the Cowboys get off to a little bit of a slow start here. They're going to try to force feed Zeke the ball. They're going to try to run the ball mm -hmm. and establish the run game. It's not going to work. They're going to have to go to the air after falling behind uh, by about seven to 10 points. The Chargers are going to continue to score here. They're going to exploit the one, you know, you saw how Brown got exploited by the Bucs uh, last week. Uh, I think Anthony Brown gets exploited again, unless he's just not even in the lineup this week. We'll see what they do with that. Um, and the Cowboys defense, and they're going to try. I think Quinn, Quinn's going to have them ready and prepared, but I think the Chargers are going to score a lot of points in this game, and I think the Cowboys are going to, too, once they take to the air. I think this game is somewhere 31-27. Mm. Either way, it goes over the 55-and-a-half. I think you're being a little bit dishonest. I think you think the Chargers are going to score 40. I can tell it in your voice. You're, not, you're down on this offense. I don't know. You, I, you, you know, 40 is a lot. We, look, here's the great thing about this Cowboys defense that nobody's talking about because I've said tell, it for what years. Is, what the hell? There's a great thing about this it, defense? I want to yeah, hear Well, at least in game one, and it's it's it was overlooked, and it's what kept them in the game. Four, they forced four turnovers. The Cowboys never forced that many turnovers. And again, right. One uh, the, of them was... The, uh, the, 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 the halftime Hail Mary, right, so come fine. on. So say three legit turnovers. Come that on. is huge for a Cowboys defense. That's true. That never does. Sal, in fact, that's if you true. notice, we get, they gave up a lot of We get excited about a Jeff Heath the interception in week 14. We're like, oh, <laughs> we haven't seen anything. I know, but you're right. Did you see? They actually gave up a couple additional yardage because they're trying to rip the ball out. They're doing more of those right. things. So at least that's a positive on the defense. Parsons wasn't. I don't know. He was much, they played much better, better in the pre -season. second half. They played better in the second half. Guys were wide open all over the field uh, for Tampa in the first half. I think they, they well, they yeah. exploited the, the weakness. They, they right. you know Brady exploited Brown. Um, right. You notice Diggs is tremendous. They don't even look Diggs. Diggs locked down Evans. He locked him down. 
Yeah. And he'll lock down Keenan Allen again. He'll mm-hmm. lock him down. It's just, can we cover Mike Williams right. and, and cover Eckler out of the backfield with uh, the Jalen Smiths of the world? I don't don't know. It's going to be, they're going to score a lot of points. All right. Joe Babyface, what is this? Are quote? you going to the game, Sal? I'm going to be in Nashville at a wedding. So uh, thankfully, I won't have to go to the Cowboys game. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank God. Yeah. Won't have to pay uh, for parking. When are people going to learn? When are, they, are you, is the wedding on Sunday? The wedding is on Saturday. Yeah, it's in it's in Tennessee, though, Polly kid. I don't think I can okay, get back. Right, I don't right. Know what do you want right. me to do? Yeah. I know you can't do anything. <laughs> you agree? You agree? You agreed to go to a Sunday wedding, so there'll be enough. Uh, no, it's a Saturday wedding. But I, oh, uh, Saturday I wedding. yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, it's my cousin Jimmy's daughter. She's a uh, she's uh, um, seven years old. Right. No, she, he's yeah, got no, an older it, daughter. I, yeah. I would have no, yelled at I, her if she if she got married on a Sunday. <laughs> Saturday's fine. So, you can watch the games. You can so, watch them with. With your buddy Clay Travis, Clay is arranging for us to watch games on Sunday. I yeah, don't know right. if uh, I don't know if it's going to be. I'm you know I don't have a bulletproof vest, so I'm, I'm not a little nervous. <laughs> um, Babyface Joe Solomon, uh, what's the Zeke quote? How did it go? Well, Zeke doesn't want you. He, he said there's more to it than just the statistics. He says if you know football. If you're in this building, you can tell someone had a solid game without having the best statistics. If you don't understand that, you should probably study a little more. I mean, that's what Harry and I keep saying about, you know, his win-loss record. You you can't just look at the statistics. I mean, it's the overall. That's right. Harry brings a lot to the table. So, him and Zeke, yeah. Uh, My reasoning is great for these games. My research is excellent. It just doesn't happen. It's basically (laughs) you're saying the same thing as Zeke. Turn it around a little bit. Harry's a great blocker, just like Zeke. <laughs> well, good luck, Zeke, uh, getting a new contract with these blocking stats. That's what I want to say. Like uh, six, five years from now, when, you're, when your yards per game goes down a half a yard every single year uh, for the next five years, as it has the four previous. All right, brother, bro, we got a couple more pro. Rams minus three and a half. Three and a half seems to be the fun number here. At the Colts, I'll go with the favored Rams. Bri, you're with me real quick. Uh... Rams 10-4-1 against the number in September since Sean McVay became the head coach. Meanwhile, the Colts 0-4 against the number as a home underdog under Frank Reich. I just think they're better. And maybe the Colts get it right eventually. Maybe that was a great, great team they ran into in uh, against Seattle. But I am taking the Rams. I think they're the best team in the NFC. Um, Stafford, found, I mean, now Van Jefferson. I know they only had like three targets, but... People making a gigantic deal out of Van Jefferson, but I think they score enough. And uh, on that Colts team that struggles to move the ball, I'm taking Rams minus three and a half. Yeah, I like the three and a half. I'm actually surprised this line is still three and a half after, yeah. you know, it's the same line as last week. Um, and you get a comparable team, if not a better team. Um, I'll never be a Wentz fan. Uh, his decision making at times just doesn't seem good. I mean, he's going to. In this game, I could already picture him just holding onto the ball a little too long against the Rams. He's going to find himself getting sacked or turning it over. Um, and then the Rams will probably just copy the Seahawks game plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like from a week ago and just, well, like like they did against the Bears and just get the ball downfield, right? So I wouldn't yeah. trust I wouldn't trust Colton once here, um, even getting these points. And I, I know it's tough to go against a team, a home underdogs back-to-back weeks. But uh, yeah, I just... They got to show me more before I take before I take them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all I'm pro Rams until they uh, until they give me a reason not to. All right, Seahawks home against those Titans we just discussed. 
you know, listen, the, the thing with the Titans, I, I may, maybe this is a premature uh, lap I'm taking here, but I, all those AFC South odds were out of whack. The Titans were just a coin flip, you know, a little more than a coin flip favorite over the Colts to win the division, despite adding Julio Jones, despite adding uh, who's the uh, Steelers guy with the ACL. You got, um, uh, but, but what's his name? Babyface, I forget. Bud Dupree, right? Bud Dupree. They had him. Yep. They had um, they had Janoris Jenkins in the secondary. You know, they make all these moves. They get the kid in the uh, the cornerback Farley, right in the first round. They do all the right things, and they're still having won the division last year. Still barely favored over the Colts. Barely favored at home over Arizona, fourth place team, basically in the uh, NFC West, and they don't win. It's like someone knows something about this Titans team. And then you got Seahawks. Russell Wilson throws two of the best passes of his life, I think, right? To lock it, just, just beautiful bombs down the middle of the field. Um, Seahawks, 7-1 at home with no fans. Now they have the 12th man back. They're favored by four and a half. And guess what? I'm taking the Titans. Hmm. Titans 20, 10, and 2 against the spread following a straight-up loss. This is where everyone jumps on Seahawks, has them on teasers. Titans are done. NFC West is better. This is where they come up and they scare you. Close game. Titans plus four and a half. Parley kid, you like a lot of points. Why the hell not? Yeah. So I again, this is another game. I I just really don't feel that comfortable about picking. It just uh, I'm not sure what to expect from this Titans team. Uh, Seattle looked uh, very solid in Week One. Uh, so I'm just going to take the over 53 and a half points. I know I'm picking a couple high totals here uh, so far, but I think after a week of football too, I, we probably saw it. You you were on the unders last week. Uh, yeah. I think we will we'll start seeing some more points scored this week. Uh, Tennessee's offense is going to bounce back, right? I really believe it's going to. The offense is going to bounce back. Henry's going to get going. Jones and Brown, I think, will take advantage of a Seahawks uh, D-backs that are a little suspect that that the Colts did not take advantage of because the Colts really don't have those type of receivers. They don't have Brown and Julio Jones. Uh, so, well, I think the Tennessee offense is going to bounce back. I think the Tennessee defense is what it is. It's really not very good. We saw this last year. This defense is not very good. And Seattle's offense will pick up where it left off last week uh, against what we thought was a good Colts D. And they're going to score points against this uh, Tennessee D. So I think both teams put up some points here, Sal. Let's take the over 53 and a half. That way I can stay away from any any line, any, uh, you know, the, the winner, loser. I, I can't pick this game. It's too hard. It's probably the smart way to go. All right. Let's go to college. Let's breeze through these four games I picked. None of them are particularly compelling, but whatever. They're the four uh best that i thought on the board at least ones that interest me miami hurricane six and a half point favorite at home over michigan state 56 and a half is the over under i don't know why i like miami so much here they lost to alabama they got smoked and they were close with appalachian state meanwhile michigan state doing number on their their opponents uh, uh but this is the time of year when michigan state um goes away right like this is a you're counting on them you're taking a bunch of points and they'll lose by 14. I think Miami's front seven is good. I think their quarterback is good. Derek King finally puts up numbers. I'm taking Miami, minus six and a half. Harry, you're going the other way. Yes, Al, you make, make a, a good point there in the way that you should probably bet the game, but I'm still leaning towards the Big Ten here over the crappy ACC. 
Uh, Michigan mm. State in two games, 2-0, two and o, average 40 points a game. They're seventh in the nation in rushing. Um, I just I don't like what I've seen from Derek King. Uh, just so two years, three years ago, he had 50 touchdowns for the University of Houston. Can't get it going. Uh, yeah, you mentioned against Appalachian State and Alabama. He's got mm. one total touchdown, uh, two picks. Um, I, I, and the quarterback for Peyton Thorne. For uh, Michigan State, five touchdowns, no picks. The running back, Kenneth Walker, has five rushing touchdowns. Maybe it's just maybe Miami pulls this game out late like they did against Appalachian State, but I think six and a half is too many. I'm taking the Spartans. All right, let's move to South Bend. Notre Dame, seven and a half point favorite over Purdue. 58 and a half is the over-under. Jeez, Spaghetti. What the hell with this team? <laughs> what the hell? You got a, I, I got a money line par. I mean, probably okay in a money line parlay again. This week, but I'm taking Purdue plus the points. First of all, these teams haven't played in nine years. They haven't played each other. Um, Purdue beat Oregon State. They shut out a bad UConn team. Notre Dame, as we know, struggled with Florida State. They allowed 38 to Florida State, a team that couldn't crack 20 against Jacksonville State spaghetti, for God's sakes. And then they beat Toledo, barely. This Jack Plummer could throw. I know Notre Dame dares you to run. Um but Plummer could throw. That coach Jeff Brom is smart. I think he figures it out. I think he's figured out that Notre Dame's one and four against the spread in their last five. And I'm taking Purdue plus seven and a half. If it's plus six and a half or seven, I might think differently. Brother Brian, you're with me. Yeah, I'm taking the seven and a half. That, now you could tell me that Notre Dame had the short week last week, and that's the reason why the dog, you know, the dog fight. And I get I guess that's fair. Um but I think maybe it's just going to be one of those years for Notre Dame where nothing comes easy. Everything is close. You know, maybe they'll win all these games, but maybe they're all just going to be close games. Um, and maybe they'll just be bad against the run all year like we've seen so far. The reason I like Purdue getting the seven and a half, right? It's a gigantic game for them, right? This is huge in-state game that they've had circled forever. Notre Dame is looking at this game like, I don't know, what what number is this out of their 12 games? This is This is still... Lower part, I think. Right. Lower rank. But this is number one here for Purdue, even even being in the Big Ten. So they're going to be amped up for this game. They did actually, I had Oregon State against them week one, and they looked they looked very good against them. Plummer had a really good game. And mm-hmm. uh, Purdue has had a good history against the spread against Notre Dame. And, and I know Brahm's been really good as an underdog at Purdue um, yeah. against the spread. So uh, give me the seven and a half. You know, I think... Notre Dame ekes out a close one here. All right, Spaghetti, defend your team or maybe don't defend them. Is it too too many <laughs> points to give with this Notre Dame team from what you've seen? Look at him. He's gone. He must have nothing to do with this. Is he not here? He's probably gone. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, good move by Spaghetti cutting out early. Uh, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama, Harry. 14.5 point favorite at Florida. 59.5 is the over-under you and I both like them. Ah, it's uh, look. Could they be down seventeen and score a touchdown at the end and cover? Yes, you're probably best teasing this to like eight and a half or something, uh, and you should be okay by the third quarter. But Bryce Young, seventy-one percent passing completion. He puts him to the test. This is the better of the three uh, defenses I'll have faced. This is the best. Um, you know, but then again, they've played good defenses over the past two seasons. They haven't been able to stop them. Uh, you know, they'll be looking to score 30 or more points for the 29th consecutive game. They average 310 passing yards a game compared to 224 for the Gators. We're going to be forced to pass. I don't trust Emory Jones. I believe he's got four 
turnovers already, or the team has four turnovers, and uh, he's going to make mistakes against Saban's defense. Saban, by the way, says he ha- he can't start his day until he has a cup of coffee and two Debbie cookies. What are Debbie cookies? What are they? I just read them. Little, little Debbie, Debbie, little Debbie cookies. He called them. He called them Debbie cookies. But there we go, Harry. Maybe that's a secret to our success. Yeah. Let's do it. Little Debbie. Oh yeah, right. The oatmeal. I see little Debbie now. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going minus fourteen and a half. So are you? I'll take Hostess over Little Debbie any day, though. Really, honestly. But uh, listen, I'm going to lay the fourteen and a half. So, so you know, I I don't like taking favorites, especially double digits here. But I'm still leaning Alabama. You mentioned the quarterback issues uh, for Florida, no Trask anymore. So now the situation is that they've gotten two games, four turnovers by quarterbacks already. Uh, Bryce Young uh, just looks flawless. Seven touchdowns, no picks. Looks so smooth. Uh, rematch of SEC championship game where that game was pretty close. Um, but in this situation, Bama I just Florida is a totally different team. Laying the 14 and a half, I'm doing it, and they roll. All right, one roll more. Time. Let's cover one more parlay, kid. Penn State at home, favored by six and a half. Beaver Stadium over Auburn, 52 and a half is the over-under. These teams haven't played in 18 years. Did I read yeah. that right? The Capital One Bowl? I, I feel like I remember that game. Uh, uh, see, this is one of those things. Auburn beat Akron and Alabama State by a combined 122 to 10. You know, they don't give up any rushing yards. The pass rush looks good. You don't know what you're looking at here. I think Bo Nix is better than Sean Clifford, who's kind of settled in, though. Um, yep. Auburn 6-3 and three against the spread in their last nine. 7-0 and oh in their last seven. Played in September against the spread. I- I'm going with Bo Nix, having not seen a lot. And I know Penn State beat Wisconsin. That was a fun one. Um, they have the better win of the of the two teams. But I'm going to take the 6.5. Paulie Kidd? Sal, I'm with you on this one, Sal. Uh, yeah, I think Bo Nix and uh, Clifford of uh, Penn State, the two quarterbacks, have kind of had the same yeah. career trajectories here where they came in with some hype uh, and they've k- kind of been underwhelming uh, over the years. So they've been okay, but just maybe um, haven't performed up to the expectations. I can't believe Bo Nix is still here, actually, I, Um at Auburn, and like you said, uh, 122 to 10 in their first two games haven't been challenged at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jarquez uh, Hunter from Auburn, I don't care who the competition is against, he's averaging 15.1 yards per carry so far. And I'm just going to take the SEC athlete, kind of like the way Howie was talking about Big Ten over ACC. Let's just look at the SEC over Big Ten here. I think they right. just Auburn has more athletes on this team. Uh, I think Bo Nix will make some plays with his legs compared to Clifford. He'll make a couple nice runs, big runs here and there, scramble out of the pocket, make some more plays than Clifford does. I'll take the points here. I think this they keep they keep it close. They might even steal one here, Sal, on the road. Really? All right, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, it's hard to go against the SEC. Ever. I'm trying to look at Sharp Tank. Did we do this? We did it Monday. You guys give your best. I jump on one. I jump away from the other two. Um, we you have Sharp me. Tank picks, right? What, oh, yeah, I don't you, you, had, you, had, you had me. We won with oh, uh, J- Jackson over four and a half first oh carry. Oh, my God. That was so eight, easy. Lamar yards, Jackson's first run is going to be over four and a half yards. 18. He had 18. The first four and a half, he ran backwards, and then he just turned around. He's like, let me get some more here. So easy. Good job by you, Brother Bry. The other sharp tanks. Uh, Parley Kid, you came close with rugs. 
oh, over 50, right? That was what a did tough he have? one to watch. Tough one to watch. You took the adjusted plus 162, so that lost. And Harry uh, went against you, Darvish. That one, Giants won, uh, baseball Giants won easily. All right, Harry, start us off. I'll pick one of these. Okay, we're going to do a four-team money line college football parlay <laughs> for Saturday. It's, it's, I, I, wait, I'm, before Harry takes it, did anybody notice when he's saying Alabama and he says, you know, I don't like to take the favorites? He yeah, didn't I know. say that. And he's all over. It's killing uh, him. I don't, do like playing, I don't like laying points. I don't like laying <laughs> yeah. double-digit points. I don't normally like to do that, Darren. So right. anyway, so I'm going to go money line here, Darren. I'm going to take Alabama, like I mentioned, minus 650, Saban and Young. It's a can't-beat combo. I'm going to take Toledo. Minus 700 against Colorado State. They've put up 78 points in their first two games. Maybe should have stunned uh, uh, Spaghetti's Notre Dame team. War Colorado State, maybe this might be the worst team I can remember them having. They lost to South Dakota State by 20. They lost to Vandy, both at home. I'm going to take North Carolina. Minus 310 against Virginia. Sam Howell isn't losing at home. And Ole Miss at 750. Against Tulane, quarterback Matt Coral, six touchdowns, zero picks this season, second on the team in rushing. They've scored 97 points in their two games so far this season. Right now, odds on, he's the second odds on favorite to win the Heisman. So it's Mississippi minus 750, North Carolina minus 310, Toledo minus 700, and Alabama at minus 650. Did I hear, I was driving into work with Mikey Meatballs today, did I hear Brock Purdy might be benched? Uh, uh, I mean, they had that other kid in there the other day. That yeah, big, yeah big right. That big lefty Look, who actually moved the ball down the field. Iowa Go State ahead, is Harry. listen. Iowa State isn't dead yet because their loss was a non-conference loss. Oh, they're dead. They they're look not so dead bad. Yet. They're what not are you dead. Talking yet. about they, they could terrible. still win. They could still win. The they, well, they 12. have to. You, yeah, you have to beat Oklahoma, you beat Oklahoma twice. twice. But then you can't. You can't get blown out. They're to not Iowa. in a bad conference, though. It's not but like you beat Oklahoma twice. They're not dead yet. I was not as good as some good. of the teams in this country. Yeah, and that, that conference. All right, Brother Bry, give us a sharp tank pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we went over a lot of games here, but I'm going to take one that I think really is – uh, yeah. yeah, we did. But I'm going to take Cincinnati minus three and a half, a small favorite at Indiana. I, I might be selling Indiana a little short here but after that, that week one loss they had to mm. Iowa, which was pretty much because of a couple defensive touchdowns. But Penix, obviously, I don't know if it was the injury from last year, but he struggled – he struggled throwing the ball. I mean, I, again, you can't really go by any any of these games so far. I think for either team, because Idaho, I mean, you know, that's not a that's not a big win for Indiana. Yeah. But Cincinnati, this is this is their year. I mean, with all these other losses that some of these teams have had, this is their year if they want a shot at the playoffs this year. I mean, we saw how good they were last year. You know, they should have beaten Georgia in that in that bowl game. Uh, you know, if, if they were playing Notre Dame, they play Notre Dame in two weeks. They're at Notre Dame. So mm -hmm. if they can beat Indiana, uh, they have to make a This has to be a statement win here at Indiana. Um, and then they at least have a bye going into uh, the Notre Dame game. If Notre Dame was next week, I'd feel a little, I'd be a little bit more worried about this game. Um, but I do think Cincinnati is going to put on a little bit of a show. They have most of their offense back. Uh, we know defensively, they've always been good for, for the last couple of years, but I, I think uh, Ritter puts up a lot of points here. All right, since he minus three and a half, minus Harry's got half. the four-team money line parlay. Parlay kid, what do you got? Well, say so you just wasted your time listening to those guys because I know you're going to yeah. pick mine anyway. I think I did. I think <laughs> I did. Um, yeah. I, you know, so I was going to 
parlay that what we talked about. I was going to take Packers, Bucks, Browns in a parlay, but it's really like minus two hundred right now. Is it really? Yeah, it's those close three? to minus two hundred with those three. Yeah, is someone uh, over thirteen or something? It's or minus just everyone's five. The it's money weird. Lines. The Bucks are minus seven twenty. Uh, wow! It didn't, seem, it didn't seem like it matched up with the, uh, the points. Yeah. Unless I read it wrong, you guys could look it up. But uh, the Packers are minus five ninety. Bucks minus seven twenty. Browns minus six fifty. Really came mm-hmm. out to a minus, uh, close to minus two hundred. So I was close, not exactly. Um, so Sam, I'm gonna go to yeah back minus one eighty seven. You're right, right? Shit. So right, crazy, no right? Fun. How are we supposed to make still, any look, money? You still look, Sal. You bet eighteen hundred, <laughs> you're gonna win a thousand or something like that. Ooh, you can do it. I like now. But I like how you're talking. I'm gonna tease it, Sal. I'm gonna te- take a three team, ten point Ooh. teaser, which means the uh, Bucks are sitting at minus one and a half. Packers are sitting at minus one and a half, and the Browns are sitting at minus two and a half here, Sal. Those these three teamers are minus 120. I think all these teams are winning by more than those spreads I just told you. All right. And, and, and you know, and look, if I will some if one of these teams lose like the Browns or Packers like lose this game. If anybody's gonna screw me on this, it's gonna be the Falcons beating the Bucks, though, right? It's going to be yeah. something screwy yeah, you know like why, that. You know why, Kid? Because you went after me. Uncharacteristically <laughs> went after me for making And you were right at the time. And you're saying it's that, maybe the worst pick ever. Atlanta to win the 12 game, whatever the stupid thing I said. Either way, yeah. we know the Falcons, no matter what way I take them, they screw me. But yeah, right. the Bucks are stiff, far superior. These are three home teams this week, Sal, mm-hmm. against three of the worst teams in the NFL. Take that and Green Bay and Cleveland teaser. coming off losses. All right, listen, I'm, yes. I'm definitely t- let me let's let me uh, recap what we're listening to here. And Harry, the Bucks have had noticed. extra, obviously, extra rest here too. The Parlay Kid and has gone home. back in time. Staying this home. is 1993 Parlay Kid hiding that in the is closet. Not, this from is his, uh, this is from his girlfriend was, at the time taking a dirty three-team teaser, dropping ten points off yes. everything. You know, doesn't want anyone to know about it. Um, I went 12 and two that year. Uh, my first year really getting into this. With three was that the year teasers. Washington? I think that's the year Washington won the Super Bowl. Mark Rippon's team like won Washington, the Super Bowl. It was like Washington, San Fran, Dallas. It was like, you know, it was like those type of teams. Right. Now. But I think that was nine. So that was before. That was your senior year. I think that was my junior year. All right. It doesn't. Nobody really. Yeah. Like 92. Minus one half. 91 one Giants, Darren. 91 Giants. Yeah. Cleveland minus two and a half. I'm with you, Parlay Kid. Harry, I don't know. I think, uh, Brian, you might be right with Cincy. Harry, I think Toledo treats that as a, as a hangover game for them. They lost to Notre Dame by two. Okay. It might be hung over. They might, they might still be celebrating, Maybe. losing by less than the field goal. All right. Uh, I think uh, Spaghetti, you tried to weigh in uh, earlier. We couldn't hear you. Any chance for Notre Dame covering that? No, Sal. I gave up on uh, minus three. <laughs> I, I think Saturdays eventually for me. I don't have to watch college football soon enough. Sundays, no watching college football. Uh, I do like to pick. I do like the pick because uh, the seven and a half, it was, you know, seven or less. Like you said, it could be, you know, it's, it's going to be a close game because Notre Dame's new defensive coordinator, Marcus wow. Freeman, he plays man. They've been giving up a lot of big plays. I thought in the first week versus FSU, it was just bad tackling and just the rust from, you know, the first game of the season. But then we saw it when, when Toledo comes to South Bend, Toledo, when Toledo comes to South Bend, Indiana, and they're getting big plays on you, you have a problem. The talent isn't there besides Kyle Hamilton. Notre Dame can score, but... Man, oh man, if you look at their schedule, they got like 
Wisconsin and Virginia Tech and UNC, USC coming up, a bunch of tough games. Cincinnati, mm. they're gonna they're gonna fall from the tree and hit every branch. It's gonna be really really wow. difficult to watch. Eddie, this is their actually last winnable game. Eddie so Williams, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't have a lot of faith. <laughs> hey, Eddie Williams only getting three and a half yards of carry too, compared to his great season. Last the offensive line, line the, op, the offensive line. When the whole offensive line goes to the NFL, I mean, it, it's and their starting left tackle gets an injury in mm. week one. You're gonna have a tough time there, and Cone has enough time to throw the ball, but that's why they're putting in um, the, the, the true freshman because he is more mobile and, and Cohen is a little more statuesque back there. And it's hard to get Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree running. It's, it's just really a tough go for them. Somehow they're winning these games, but man, oh man, like I, I you could tell Brian Kelly in his press conferences, he is not thrilled with the product he's seeing on the field. Uh, we still can't hear you, Spaghetti, but I, I don't know. I think you said <laughs> I think you said no today. Uh, no, we heard you. I heard you. I heard you there. Uh, all right, babyface Joel Salmon, you want to jump in? Good point, bad point. I mean, I just feel bad. The hardest things Eddie had to do uh, this year were build a whole podcast studio for us and watch Notre Dame football. I, yeah. I, I don't know which is <laughs> Luckily, you didn't have to do um, it at the same time. It was a weekday. Yeah. Well, let's see. Our good point. Uh, shout out to Mikey Meatballs. He's here in LA, and yeah. we we learned one thing. We learned about Mikey uh, this week is. The extra stack. He he he's taught your kids about uh, if they want to put on weight, oh, yeah. you you have an extra stack of peanut sleeve. butter and crackers. A sleeve of uh, sleeve. a sleeve of uh, Ritz crackers and and just load them up with peanut butter one by one, right? Yeah, you I used to do that. Yeah. You guys used to right, do that, so, huh? I well, not like when I was that age. Not when I was uh, not your seven year old. Well, I just eat peanut butter right <laughs> out of the jar. Really. I, yeah, Melissa and I are going to try it. We're going to try to gain weight. No, he promised my son, uh, uh, Jack, that he's, he'll go from 90 to 110. He's promised Archie he'll go from 190 to, did he say 225? That's a that's a big leap. That's, I don't know if that's going to happen. Meatballs, right? 35 pounds, Well, man? I will say, if our, having Michael out there is great for Archie. Though, oh, yeah. Because if, if Archie's working out with Michael, by next year, Archie could be 225. Yeah. All right. All right, let's see. What yeah, I, well, I, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah, if you're if you're if this is a good a good tip if you're looking to put on weight for football season, have the extra stack. So in honor of that, <laughs> uh, I'm giving the extra stack. Oh. Put it on. Uh, I like parlay kids over Titans Seahawks. Not a lot of defense there. Just Russ is Russ is going to cook, and he he's cooking a, a whole Vegas buffet of over in that game. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we got that out. All right, there you go. <laughs> That was it. Uh, we only went over 12 games and Sharp Tank and everything else. I hope that was enough for you people. Don't be greedy or be greedy. Go to extrapoints.com slash arcade. You can check it out. Lots of free-to-play games. Big uh, prizes, including you get a yellow extra points cap. No one's wearing a uh, extra points cap, but you get a, like a gold like a gold jacket, but it's a gold cap. And uh, there's only nice. a few of them. Only a few of them. Damashek actually won one. Can you imagine he won that stupid pool out of hundreds of people? He was the only Great. one to get seven out of 10 in our uh, prop quiz pool. But there you go for spaghetti and for meatballs and for babyface, Joel Solomon, Regenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na.